Hello, and welcome to Who's in the Pew? I'm Melissa PC, editor of La Fe magazine. This show is an extension of La Fe and a production of We Hope, which is run by the Diocese of Laredo's Communication Department. Each week, we will get to know someone new and learn a little bit about his or her unique involvement in our diocese. We hope you will enjoy meeting others who sit in the pews of parishes right here in the Diocese of Laredo. Hello, and welcome to Who's in the Pew. Today I have joining me, Bennett McBride, Station Manager of KHOI. Bennett has been with KHOI since before the Diocese of Laredo was formed, and we've had the pleasure of working together for over the past three years. Welcome, Bennett. Thank you so much for having me. It's great to be here. We're glad to have you here. And Bennett, so you were here before the Diocese of Laredo formed. So how long have you been with KHOI? Actually, I was. I started working here in 1993 while we were the Western Vicariate of the Diocese of Corpus Christi. And so this September will mark my 30th anniversary at Catholic Radio KHOI. Wow, and the diocese. special time. And the diocese. Wow. Yeah. yeah. And now when you started, it wasn't just KHOI. No. When I started back in 1993, we had a television production facility. Uh, not a TV station, but we had a, a video production facility where we would create Catholic programming. Uh, we had Father Angel Viscata, which was here on staff, a wonderful man, a, a beautiful uh, priest and human being, and just the, the light of the room when he was present. Mm. And he would do one or two shows in Spanish, and he would do an afternoon news update. It was really a treat and a blessing to have that ministry uh, back, back in 1993. Unfortunately, in 95, we had some cutbacks, mm. and so we had to close the, the television ministry. Oh, wow. uh, but to this day, since December 17th of 1985, we've had Catholic Radio KHOY. Wow. Yeah. It's been going yeah. strong for a long time. It has. It has. Since, since 1985, we've been on the air, and we've been evangelizing not only to the people in Laredo and South Texas— but to people all over the world via the online stream as well. That's wonderful. And I was going to ask about that, just how you've adapted over the years with new technology changing and making KHOI something that's still still relevant and up to date. It is. It <laughs> is funny. You know, radio is kind of looked on now as kind of the old medium, you know, the old technology. Uh, but KHOI is thriving and stronger than ever. Our ratings show that we have a good amount of listeners that tune in to the Cathedral Sunday Mass on Sundays at noon, uh, to the morning show with Richard, Richard Noriega, live in the morning, mm -hmm. and then our overall programming, which lends itself to a family environment. You know, our, our format is, ins is instrumental in nature. Right. And then we have safe lyrical uh, artists that sing as well, like uh, Michael Buble and Barbara Streisand and people like that. So what we try to do is we have a jazz-like, easy listening-like fo uh, format. And then during the breaks, we evangelize and we talk about church events, church amicas. We might have an inspirational message from Bishop Tamayo or one of your local priests that a lot of our viewers uh, see on Sundays. Most of those priests have been in here doing spots that air on KHOI. Yeah. Yes. 
That's that's nice, um, and that's a great opportunity to help our parishes um, to to promote them ultimately to yes. to help just the the church and the diocese grow. It is. It is. In fact, too, the you know there is no cost to the churches when they when we air their announcements, whether they come in or if we produce them. You know, we're here to help all the parishes, uh, no matter how big, how small, and that ranges from Eagle Pass to Cotula, Zapata, Heavernville, Laredo, and every single town in between, and every single parish, every single mission as well. We're here to serve. Very nice. And now I know something new that KHOY has started is um, you developed an app, correct? We did. It's brand new. We just (laughs) unveiled it a few months ago. Uh, It's the new KHOY app for the iPhone as well as for the Android phone. And it's wonderful. You load it up. It's free of charge. And you load it up and you can literally click a button and it starts playing KHOY. It'll also show you the the song title and artist as well that that you're listening to. And it's just really neat. It's got some other little gizmos and things on there like a calendar and an alarm and, and things like that. But but I'm really proud of this app. It's the first app we've had in quite a long time. Uh, they're very expensive, uh, but it's it's a wonderful tool. It's a great way to evangelize, and it'll it'll work on any Windows and iPhone device, whether it's your tablet or your your iPhone or whatever. It'll work on all those devices. Wow! And yeah. that lets you reach beyond beyond the diocese of Laredo. Melissa, we quite often will get emails from people all over the world. Wow. It's not uncommon to get emails and song requests from people all over the country. Richard does almost every single morning, if you can believe that. It's amazing that people tune in during our fundraiser, usually held in October, that a lot of our viewers are familiar with. We get donations literally from all over the country. That's right. So it's not just people that live in Laredo. And so we're appreciative to everybody and anybody that sees the value of Catholic Radio KHOY yes. that reaches the the souls not just of the people here but everywhere, you know. And so we invite everybody that if you haven't downloaded that app or if you haven't listened to KHOY, give us a try on the radio dial. We're at eighty eight point one, and if you're outside of that, you can go to our website at khoy.org. Or you can download the app and listen to us. Nice. That's pretty amazing that here in Laredo, we can reach people just all across the nation in this way um, where they may not have, you know, that means in their own diocese. But now, thanks to the evolving technology. Well, very few dioceses have radio stations. There's just a handful of us, or at least there was just a handful of us years ago. Wow. And we're u- we're unique, you know. A lot of the radio stations are all talk, mm. and we're not. We're music with the breaks, where we intermix our inspirational messages uh, during the the regular format of the day. So, you know, a lot of offices have us on in the background. A lot mm-hmm. of doctors' offices, a lot of lawyer offices, uh, professional offices, maybe the CPAs, they have us on in the background because it's a very soothing relaxing mix of music, uh, along with the inspirational messages. Very nice. Mm-hmm. Very nice. So now, <clears throat> when when the Diocese of Laredo was formed, 
-hmm. How did that affect you personally and, and maybe some of the relationships that you had with colleagues since you were a part of, since you worked for the Diocese of Corpus initially? That, that was interesting. That was a very exciting time. Uh, the, the Laredoans had been wanting their own diocese for quite some time. Uh-huh. Uh, and then the Pope said, okay, you got it. And here it is. And so there's a lot that came with that, a lot of responsibility that came with that. Sure. And, uh, so for, for me and for KHOY, um, we were in, you know, we helped to actually put on the, the erection ceremony. Uh, of the diocese where Bishop came in and was installed as the first bishop, that was a worldwide transmission that we put out on satellite oh. for the world to see. And we did that. Little old Laredo, we did that. Okay. <laughs> After that, though, I have found that my colleagues in, in broadcasting, nothing has changed between us. It, it's a beautiful re, re, uh, relationship of friendship and really of family that mm. we've continued to support each other. Okay. That's great. And I've been very dependent on on Marty Wind and his staff at Corpus Christi because their format and their interests and their mission statement is identical to ours. Mm. To reach as many people as we can, to save as many souls as we can, and to evangelize as to as many people as we can, whatever whatever means that is. And we're blessed because we're able to use this great technology, mm-hmm. not just of the radio waves that's been around since Marconi, but now we've got the internet. Yes. Okay? And this is one of the ways that technology is used in a very positive, pastoral, evangelical way. And so it's very exciting. Uh, maybe I got a little bit long-winded on that response, but our relationship with Corpus Christi has been wonderful and continues to be so. Uh, while we have the full support, I must say, of our bishop, of Bishop Tamayo, right. who has always supported our endeavors. Uh, and we've just been very blessed. You know, I guess I have the best of both worlds, maybe. <laughs> you know, I feel very blessed, though. We weren't cut off when the transition was done. Their crew is even here helping us with that worldwide broadcast. Really? Yes. So that's the kind of relationship we have with them that we both benefit from, Mm -hmm. being able to offer each other programming or advice on things that come up. You know, this is a very busy industry. Broadcasting is a 24-7, 365 industry. You never clock out. You know, I've been on call. I've been on call literally since 1993. Wow. And I love it. (laughs) And I don't know what else I would be doing, but it, it takes a lot. It takes a lot. And none of that would be would be possible without not only their support and technology, but most of all, again, our shepherd, our bishop, Bishop Tamayo. Yes, yes, I know he's very supportive. And you mentioned some of the programming a little earlier. Um, I know Bishop also has a show. And what are some of the other, uh, well, if you can tell a little bit about his show and then yes. a little bit more about the Well, of the course, other Bishop's show is, is Todo Cano More. Yes. It comes on uh, <laughs> Sunday afternoons at 3 o'clock. And then it repeats Tuesday nights at 6.30 and Thursday nights at 9. And we altered the times on there. So if you're not available on a particular day at one time, maybe you'll have two other chances to catch it as well. Sure. And Bishop's show, if you haven't heard it, is phenomenal. Bishop is a great communicator. Yes, he is. And he, he, he really is engulfed with the Holy Spirit. 
and he does a tremendous job on this show. And again, we're we're very blessed that he's able to do that show. Mm-hmm. Some of the other shows we have, we've got Catholic Answers Live, which stars our very own Tim Staples that was just here for our conference a few months ago. Yes. And that's a wonderful apologetic show where we tried to play back one of their open forum shows where people would just call in and answer, ask questions nice. about anything you can imagine. And so it, it's really neat. 30 minutes of apologetics, and it's just amazing. If you tune into that show, some of the questions that you have will be answered, I guarantee you. Uh, we've got Christopher Close-Up, uh, which uh, is produced by the Christophers, mm-hmm. and they interview people that have real-life stories about they have overcome their their challenges in life and and their obstacles and how they were able to keep one light up instead of cursing the darkness. That's their motto. It's better to light one candle than curse the darkness. And so those stories are awesome. Um, The Catholic Cafe with Deacon Jeff, unbelievable. They're in this cafe, and, and Deacon Jeff is talking about current events and the season of the church, and he was talking about catechists, and he's talking about going to confessions. And again, relating to people that have everyday people like you and me. Right. And we all have some of the same challenges um, and the same questions. We think we're unique, and we are unique in God's eyes, but we all have the same questions. Yes. You know, why did this happen, or why am I going through this? And and Deacon Jeff addresses those. It's really, really neat. So I encourage everybody to tune in Sunday mornings, beginning at 730 to catch these programs. And you can see the lineup on the website too at khoy.org. They're awesome programs. I I think they're one of the most undervalued parts of our programming because it's on Sunday mornings and a lot of people may not get up or they're doing other things, but there's some really great programs in there for them to listen to. That's great. That's great. Um, How have you cultivated relationships with with your listeners with your supporters and I know you've had you know you have a lot of listeners who a longtime listeners and I know too we've shared before just stories of specific stories of <clears throat> people who you know grown adults who have been listening <laughs> since they were a baby <laughs> oh yes <laughs> that really makes me feel old too it it's it's it was interesting we when we hired, uh, a former assistant that was here several years ago. And during the interview, she would tell me about how she used to listen to KHOY when she was growing up in kindergarten or, or kinder care or whatever it was called, <laughs> that they would put KHOY want on at nap time. <laughs> <laughs> it would help the kids sleep because yeah. it's calm. <laughs> so I'm thinking, okay, well, let me take the positive side of that. It didn't really put them to sleep. It wasn't like we put them to sleep. But <laughs> yes. <laughs> really, really wasn't that way. But but it was interesting is that I hired this young lady to be my assistant. Wow. So talking about doing the full circle. Uh-huh. You know, she listened to KHOY growing up. She got her degree, and then she was hired to be a production assistant in production and sales at the very station that she grew up listening to. Mm, and that's so, so special. I mean, that is something that's very special. I mean, you you can't plan that. You can't no. set that up. That is God's will at work. That is him saying, this is the way it's going to be. Uh-huh. And what a blessing it was for both of us while she was here. Aww. Yeah. I there's, love that. There's several of those occasions like that, you know, having 
having um, Chick-fil-A's cow come in and do <laughs> fundraisers with us. Thank you, Marty Spear. I'll never forget that. <laughs> and, uh, you know, and all the supporters and the, the sponsors that we have, including the the Texas Community Banks, the International Bank of Commerce, all the the supporters that I can't mm-hmm. possibly uh, think to name, but all of them mean a great deal to us. And we develop that rapport with them as friends and family. It's not just about a financial support. Right. It's not just okay. business. It's not just business. It's about supporting one another and believing in the mission. And so that's what we strive to do with not only the supporters, but really with our listeners. Mm-hmm. is our mission is here to serve you in whatever capacity that is. We're here for you. So if you need to hear something inspirational, if you need to hear something that's newsish, whatever you need, we get calls every day from people that have questions. What was the name mm-hmm. of that song? Or what did you play 15 years ago <laughs> You know, before the rosary? And believe it or not, we figured out it was the Chaplet of Divine Mercy. We're here for everybody, no matter what. Wow. That really makes KHOI very unique, and you stand apart from really any other type of radio station. I hope I hope so. I hope so. We're a very small staff. There's only 1.25 of us here. <laughs> Sorry, Richard. That's just you know part time and 1.25. That's what it comes out to. <laughs> but I hope so, uh, Melissa, because that's what you know. Our listeners are not just numbers. Um, it's, right. it's not just a, a statistic, mm-hmm. you know, our listeners are people that, that live here in the community. Some of them, mm-hmm. they're people that come in and say, hello, mm-hmm. there are people like Susie Schaefer that would come in and drop off her homemade bread at Christmas time Aww, or the Susie. Catholic schools that would come in with their donation, you know, or, or these are the Catholic daughters that would come in and help us with volunteering here you yes. know, during certain weeks. So the listeners are more than just statistics, mm-hmm. but they're real people, and, and we know that. And so we we remember that, and I think that helps us to really build that rapport with our listener. We take the time to yes. interact with them and talk to them. Sure. That's important. That's important. So they truly are like a family. And now on, on the same topic, but now a little bit more personal mm-hmm. – how has KHOI affected your own family? I'm not sure if I if I remember my family before KHOI. <laughs> I mean, wow. of course I do, but I started working here. Hand in hand. It it's is, it is. I started working here when I only had two kids and now I have four. Okay. And now they're all grown. Now they're all grown up. This year, they're going to be from 22 to 32 and everything in between. (laughs) My daughter got married a few years ago. And so, you know, KHOY is just sewn into the fabric Mm. of everything that we've ever done. My wife has come in and recorded announcements in Spanish. I've always had the full support of my family, no matter what. And that is, I think, one of the most important reasons why I've been here this long mm-hmm. and that the Lord has, I think, wanted me here this long, is that my family has supported and endorsed everything I've ever done here. And in many times has guided me into making 
some of the some of the decisions where I would go home and say, boy, this is a real head stumper. I'm not sure what to do on this. Mm-hmm. And, you know, you get guidance from friends and, and clergy and different things and different people. And they've really helped me along through through all stages of, of this job. I mean, I it's hard for me to remember when they have not been a part of KHOY, from mm. from my kids coming here on a Saturday with me and taking their naps while I'm working, <laughs> to Mark Daniel having his face pushed in his birthday cake. Oh, here during, celebrating here, ce- celebrating here, you know, <clears throat> with clergy and 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 the staff and volunteers. Um, I just I can't imagine what it would be like not to be here, and I I think it would be. It would be sad for me to think of my family not having been a part of KHOI. Gosh, so it's, it's just been such a huge part uh, for all of you, for, for all of your lives and such a, a long time that you have served here and served in this way. Well, and I'll tell you too that, I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm still a work in progress. Or as one person said, a work in progress. In progress. Okay. <laughs> We're all kind of messes at times. I, I'm still a work in progress. And along with our Lord and Savior and my wife, but next to those two, KHOY really helps me to stay focused. Mm. Uh, and that's one of the reasons why I, I, I can't imagine being anywhere else the last 30, 29 and three quarter years to now. And I still don't know where I would be happier. I really, really? don't. And so it's not hard for me to get up in the morning and go to work. I enjoy it. You know, I've told many people that it's not, it's really not just a job for me. It's, it's a calling. Yeah. And, and it has to be. So it's a work it like does. this. It's a ministry. It does. Because I'll tell you, if it's not, people are going to see right through you. Mm-hmm. They're going to know it's not. Very true. So. And now kind of something that's, that's ironic in all of this is <laughs> you've been working for this ministry, for a Catholic diocese in a Catholic church, mm-hmm. you did not grow up Catholic. No, I didn't. I didn't. <laughs> I grew up uh, first Methodist. Okay, but my upbringing was not very religious, honestly. Okay. You know, my mom and dad were great people, salt of the earth. My dad was a college professor hmm. at a junior college that I ended up going to. Uh, my mother was a stay-at-home mom, which is kind of rare these days, mm-hmm. you know. Um, and we would so go. Valued, we, we would go. Yeah, we would go to church, you know, on special uh, religious occasions. Yeah, Easter, Christmas. Yes, yes, yes. And so, but I, I really, we weren't brought up. I wasn't brought up religious. Okay. Uh, then my dad, uh, after he was fell ill. Um, he turned to, he began, he was Episcopal. He became an Episcopalian is what I'm trying to say. And so I went with him and I was actually an altar server in in an Episcopal church at, on Fort Hood, Texas. I don't think I was very good at it, but I was there because (laughs) my dad was there, you know? Sure. But again, other than going to the Episcopal church, not, not very religious. Okay. It wasn't until I met Mary Lou years and years later when I met her and we realized that she was not going to consider marriage with me unless I was Catholic. 
<laughs> and that was it. <laughs> that was it. There was there was no other discussion. There was no thinking about it. Once I realized that beyond beyond a certainty, and yeah, I was certain about it. Then I went into the uh, Catholic Church in Colleen, Texas, where I was living at the time, and uh, and had an appointment with a deacon and told him I needed to become Catholic. Oh wow! Mm-hmm. So you owe it all to Mary Lou. You being here. <laughs> 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 well, <laughs> and God. <laughs> but yes, yeah. Well, she Ultimately. she was the in, she I, she was a, a powerful instrument, and uh, I and it's true. You know, we met Mary Lou and I met overseas on a trip. We just happened to be on the same trip. She was living in Laredo. I was living in Colleen, which is three hundred miles north of, of Laredo. And you were on a trip. And we were on pilgrimage. No, we were on a hairdressing trip. Hairdressing trip. Yes, yes. I was hired to video it and shoot still pictures of it, and she was attending it. It was a World Hairdressing Congress in London, and that's where we met. Wow. And so I, I at that point, I was pretty much, that was it for me. You knew. I did. I knew. Mm-hmm. I knew it a ver- very early on that that was it. She didn't know it yet, <laughs> but I knew it. I knew it. And you know, maybe that was God's way of just starting to plant the seed with me and get me ready. Because mm-hmm. I, and back then too, if I think I need work now, I need a lot of work back then. Too. <laughs> Seriously. And and he did wonders with me by bringing me into the Catholic Church. You know, I used to get so upset before I became Catholic while I was taking the classes. Uh-huh. I would go to Mass, but I couldn't partake in receiving the Eucharist. Right. And I just got so upset. Because you didn't said, understand why. I said, why? that's not fair. What kind of religious, lo- you know, locks people out, you know? And Mary Lou would just look at me kind of like the way you are right now and just say, <laughs> it's going to be okay. Well, of course, once I finished my classes and, and, and everything, then it, it has been the biggest joy of my life is to, to be Catholic, to become Catholic and see mm. the blessings and the joys that come with that faith and that, and that love that I have found nowhere else. Wow. And so it's wonderful. So it's, you know, I'm getting goosebumps just telling you about it. But you know what? She was, she was one of the catalysts. She played an important part in it. Yes. And uh, I'm not going to tell her that to her face right now because then she might, you know. It's okay. I'll send her a link. Yeah. Thank you. I appreciate it. (laughs) But I'm, but I'm really blessed though. I really am that the way the Lord has come into my life and I wasn't that young. But I did all the things that young guys do and made all the mistakes that young guys make. Just like a lot of our viewers, you know, we all make the same mistakes. Right. And I'm telling you that you you can turn things around. You can mm-hmm. turn things around. I think a lot of people today feel like that they're alone. Mm-hmm. I kind of wanted to mention this later on, but it just came to me right now. Sure. But Go right a ahead. lot of people feel like that they're alone. And I think COVID didn't help things. No. The way we had to be secluded and the way we lost a lot of loved ones. And a lot of us just don't feel the same and things mm-hmm. are a little bit different. And we feel like I think it's always going to be a little bit different. Right. But I'm telling you that that he, he is here um, and he can fix it all. You just have to open yourself up to it. I still find myself falling. And he we is the do. only one that can pick me up. It's not Mary Lou. It's not my kids, you know, but our Lord and Savior is the only one that can pick us up. Mm-hmm. And I'm he telling you, if you'll just allow him to do that, it'll be okay. 
it's hard because we're human. Right. And it's hard. It is hard. But the only way that we can be successful is with his help. It's the only way. Yes. Amen to that. Amen. And and that's that's just such a beautiful message. Um because I think you're right. I think COVID pandemic, I think our society today placing such value in social media, um, it's very easy to to not have relationships with other people and with that to not value a relationship with God. Um, and just in a society, you know, where religion isn't as important to people, um, they don't they don't look for that or, you know, they don't um, seek to understand what's behind what they do growing up. And so then as adults, it's, you know, you kind of move away from the church. Um, but you're right. You know, ultimately, God places people in our lives to help us and to lead us to him. Yes. But ultimately, it's it's going to him. He is the one that can can fix everything, can help us, you know, in our brokenness um, and will love us. Beyond measure. Unconditionally. Unconditional love. And, you know, I've had I've had issues really believing that. And a lot of people have. It's like if mm-hmm. I'm such a sinner, how how could he love me? You know, and he he loves us. He doesn't love the sin, but he loves the sinner. Yes. Right. And so go see your priest, go to confession. The confession is to me. Just the biggest thing that that you can do to get on that road to recovery mm-hmm. is to go to confession and and talk to the priest. There's nothing else like it. Yeah, you're so right, and and I think uh, people even struggle with that. You know, well, why do you have to confess to a priest, and why not just confess to God? Um, and certainly, you know, a, a daily. Uh, examination of conscience and speaking to God and, and asking for forgiveness and recognizing our sins, that there is value in that. Uh, but I think something that people don't realize and, and definitely, certainly, you know, people, um, I think most people who are not Catholic wouldn't understand that, uh, the priest acts in persona Christi, meaning, you know, really when we're confessing our sins to the priest, it's it's not to the priest. You know, we are confessing to Christ, um, but through the priest. And we receive so many graces through that. And so I think that's that's a great point to mention, you know, is starting there. And I know uh, we recently celebrated Divine Mercy Sunday. Yeah. And so we'll just this, this past Sunday um, and uh, – and, you know, so this is a perfect timing to mention that, that the mercy of God is just beyond limits, you know, that that he is so merciful. He is such a merciful God, and there's no sin beyond his forgiveness. I would, I would on, on uh, adding to that, too, uh, St. Faustina. Mm-hmm. Incredible. Uh, I just bought the book, The Diary of St. Faustina. Yes. Incredible book. And I, I've just barely started reading it, but when you, but if you could open that up to any page and just read what she said uh-huh. and her conversation with with Jesus, her conversation with him was unbelievable. So how how can how can you not go to confession? How can you not take advantage and do the things that you have to do right. in order to become a better person and basically to save your soul? 
And again, I'm not one to preach because I've got a long way to go. <laughs> but 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 I can I can tell our our listeners and our viewers that that going to confession is where it starts. You've got to empty everything off your shoulders. You've got to take everything off of your plate if you want to have any chance at all in, in being a happy person because we carry so much baggage with us. Yes. And you've got to be able to just unload all those bags. Right. You have to. Yeah. That's so important. That is it's such an important message. And, and St. Faustina, of course, is the one. Uh, she is um, the person who Jesus appeared to and gave the vision to create the divine mercy image. And so, and that's, you know, she shares the the mercy of Christ and, and the vision of what Christ had told her, what Jesus had told her um, through her diary, yeah, right? Yeah. And the very image that we all see, that very painting. Uh-huh. She gave the the painter, the artist, specific instructions. That that wasn't just somebody that did as a marketing thing. Right. That is the very image that she saw and was told to convey to us. That was it. It's beautiful. It is. It's just gorgeous. It's yes. beautiful. Yeah. So and and going along with that, the Divine Mercy Chaplet. Um, again, that's when you mentioned a little earlier, that's right? right? That's- we we air that twice a day. Uh we uh, we have the Divine Mercy Chaplain in the mornings at 540, fi- followed by the nice Rosary at 6. Yes, yes. And then <laughs> at the 9, again at 940, followed by the Rosary at 10. So on KHOI, you've got programming throughout the day that evangelizes, uh, but you also have the Rosaries twice a day. You've got the Divine Mercy Chaplet. Uh, you've got the 3 o'clock pr- prayer. You've got the Angelus. Uh, all kinds of of great programs and and prayers to go along with on Catholic radio. Yeah, and I love listening just here, um, working in the the same building as the KHOI studio, and so we always have it have it playing, mm-hmm. and and that's nice. And and I always know what time it is because yes. of the <laughs> the prayers. And yes, when they run, it's like, oh, it's time for lunch. <laughs> That's right. Just pray the Angelus first. Yeah, and and the Angelus is led by Bishop Bishop Tamayo. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Very yeah. nice. Very nice. Earlier, you mentioned when we were talking about listeners and supporters and just your relationship with them, you mentioned Susie mm-hmm. Schaefer, and uh, Susie was a very special person. Many people knew her, um, but for those who didn't, can you tell us just a little bit about Susie and about the role she played with KHOI? Susie was a very special lady, and I think most people would would say that about her. Yes. Uh, Susie had been coming to the KHOY functions probably the last 27, 28 years. Ooh, long time. Um, Susie, you know, Susie was a very popular lady. Uh, she was a teacher at the Catholic schools here in town. Yes. And uh, But we got along real well with her, and she believed in the ministry of KHOY. And she and I just had a good chemistry, as she did with everybody. But we just got along real well. You know, we would tell jokes, and she would. She was a supporter, a financial supporter. And every single month, she would drive by and drop off her check and say hi to the staff here in person. In she person, drop it off yeah, in person. person. And and then during mm-hmm. uh, the holidays, like I said before, she would drop off some baked goods. Oh. banana nut bread or whatever it was. Yeah. So when it came to the holidays, we were waiting for her delivery, <laughs> you know. But Susie would sit in the back uh, in the studio with us during our live segments, and she would actually be a part of our our segment. 
Mm. You know, she would sit back there. Her presence was always felt. And even when she didn't talk, you knew that she was there. You, you just knew that, that she was there. She was praying for us. She was praying for the success of whatever it was that we were doing. And she was just one of the most kind-hearted people you would ever run into. She was always doing things for other people, not just KHOI. She was giving rides to people that didn't have cars or taking them to the doctor. Mm-hmm. And so she was, uh, she was a special lady. She was just special. And the latter years that she was on this earth, she had her physical struggles that everybody knew about it. She had. She was battling cancer. She was battling right? cancer. And, but yet she, you never saw her down. She never said anything that expressed ill will. She right. was always positive. And, and I would hear that from the priest that would go see her as well. Yes. But we were blessed because she blessed us with her presence. And she was just such a good lady, just such a kind-hearted lady. And we would joke with her. And like I said, she would be off mic and we would literally talk to her off mic and she would start conversing back with us. <laughs> Somebody didn't show up, I'd say, come on, Susie, we got to do a break. She She'd would actually right do there. breaks with us. Wow! If we needed help up front as a volunteer, she would greet people. She was just, she was, she was a, a phenomenal person. And we, we still love her. I, I was going to say we loved her, but no, we'll always love Susie Schaefer. Yeah. Always love her at KHOI. Oh, yeah. Susie taught my my oldest brother when he he went to school for for some time at Mary Help, um, and she taught him religion. And I think many people in the community uh, would say the same. You know, she was their religion teacher. Those who who went to Catholic school, yes. And and outside of that, just like you said, she was a very giving person. Well, successful, prominent people in our community, not just in Laredo, mm-hmm. but all over the country, remember Susie Schaefer. They all had to take her religion class. If they went to Catholic <laughs> schools, yes. you had to take at least one class with Susie. And I'm not sure, but I think she I think she remembered every single student. <laughs> and but the thing is, Melissa, she didn't just know the student. She knew the student's parents. She mm-hmm. knew the student's siblings. She knew the grandparents. So she would see you years later. Oh, well, how's your so-and-so and how's yes. so-and-so? Yes. You know, she had an incredible mind. But she again, did. she she was Catholic through and through and just a great person. Yeah. Yeah. We we miss her. We do. We miss her. A we lot. do. I know her actual passing was very sudden. And and I know that the the school community, even though she had been out for a while as she was battling cancer, uh, she still would make it a point to go to basketball games and yes. and show up at the school for for different events. And I know uh, the the high school Saint Sano Seen High School and the elementary and middle school had a, a birthday parade for her. Oh, a parade, not a party, a parade. <laughs> a parade Isn't that amazing? For her. Yes. Yes, so where she was able to to drive through and all the students had uh, yeah. super Susie shirts and yeah. so I think that that really she really was a, a, a superwoman. <laughs> she was. She <laughs> Just was. very special and near and dear to to a lot of people's hearts. Yeah. Yeah, she really was and like I said she she supported everything we did here at KHOI but but she supported the diocese yes. and the efforts and the ministries of the diocese as well as of course the Catholic schools too. 
Yes, yes. And you mentioned uh, she would come on and would be present during the Radiothon. Yes, yes. So the Radiothon. <laughs> she, she, she had a broken leg and came to the Radiothon one year. Really? Now, if that's not dedication, that's I'm not sure what it is. Total she came in with this boot on and this and that going on. You know, you and I would certainly be excused from whatever it was we were doing if we were in that situation. Not Susie. She had that drive and that determination that she was going to be here. She was going to be here. Wow. And now the Radiothon, that's an annual event, yes. uh, a fundraiser. It is. It's, it's, it's held every October, October or November. And we've had um, 32 of them so far. Wow. Since I've been here, we've had one every single year. And it's it's a fun time. And yes, a fundraiser means that you're raising you're raising money. So we're asking for donations. Yes. Right. But but more importantly though, is we're getting the community to get involved in KHOI. Yes. And that's the beautiful part of it because I honestly, it doesn't matter to me if you get what amount you give. It doesn't matter. Right. And I, if you don't feel like that giving is for you, then that's fine too. You can still take this rosary home with you. You can still take this, this, this pamphlet home with you. It's okay. Yes. You know, we'll still pray for you and we wish all of God's blessings on you no matter what, you know, and so. With that outlook on it, people come in and, and we're just very blessed, Melissa, because people give and yeah. we're we're successful. It's 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 hard. I will say that it's tough. Sure. Um, you know, with or without COVID, you know, there's a lot of nonprofits, there's a lot of organizations that that rightfully need help. Yeah. They're, you depend on the support of others. Yes, to- they're they're they have good ministries, you know, and and they're well-meaning, and and we all need people's help to get by. And KHOY is a non-commercial station. Mm-hmm. So while we can sell underwriterships or sponsorships, right. we're not allowed to sell commercial content like almost all the other stations can. Right. And so we are very dependent on people's donations. Again, we're blessed because the diocese throughout the years has given us subsidy, mm. but that doesn't begin to cover our expenses. Right. I'm very proud to say, though, that that KHOY is becoming more and more self-sufficient because of the generosity of our listeners that help us during the fundraiser. That's great. Yeah. That that's, speaks volumes that there are that many people willing to support KHOY uh, willing to support the radio station. Clearly, this is something that truly has an impact on a lot of people. I know, as we were talking about before, you know, not just in our diocese, but beyond our diocese across yes. the nation, just uh, people who are touched by it and and who place their trust also because uh, whether or not people make give a donation or are able to contribute financially, it's about more than that and entrusting you. Um, with their prayer requests sometimes. Yes. I think that's a very beautiful part. Um, well, we've got the prayer intentions box back here in the studio where Richard quite often will take people's phone calls where they're, we're asked to pray for a loved one that's in the hospital or they're sick or maybe someone that's just passed away or whatever. And so we have a prayer intentions box where we'll write down the prayer intention and then we'll put it back there. And it's with the rest of them that's prayed over and blessed. And so, yeah. It's that's that's why we're here. 
Right. I mean, ultimately, all of all of everything that KHOY is for, everything that we do is for what? It, it's to help evangelize and bring people closer to Christ. That's why we're here. I yes. mean, that that the money is important, but the the money is secondary when it comes to the mission. You yes. need the money because it's a business. Right. But we have to believe that the Lord's going to take care of us through our listeners and through their generosity. Yeah. Placing that trust in God and God always provides, doesn't he? Yes, he does. Even though we have we have questions and we all can be doubting Thomas's once in a while. Yes. And we all fall, but to get back up, we need to at least for me, he has to lift me back up and I'm like, "Okay, I got it. I'm sorry. I'm an idiot. I got it. Okay." <laughs> <laughs> And but that's just the human side of us. Yeah, you know that's we're always going to have our struggles. That's why I say go to confession. <laughs> <laughs> that that's a great great plug. I think all the priests who who may be seeing this or may be aware of this will be very grateful to you for promoting. Well, not if their lines are going out the door. I don't know. No, seriously. Yeah. yeah no. That's great. Uh, we've mentioned now a couple of times we've mentioned the pandemic. And so that brings to mind the importance of Catholic radio, of, of KHOY. Um, during the time of the pandemic, I, I know, you know, I, I was here, I began just a couple months before the pandemic hit mm-hmm. and uh, started with Letha Magazine at that time. And I can remember uh, as discussing, okay, are we going to shut down? And the whole country was shutting down and, and what's going to happen. So how, what role did KHOY play and how do you think that was helpful to people during that time? Melissa, the pandemic made certain things come to light. Okay. Mm-hmm. And one of them was that we have the technology to continue our ministry. Yes. So being able to stay at home, do certain things. Yes, I would still come in, okay? But a lot of things that I would normally do here, I was able to do from the house, use mm-hmm. the internet in, in a way to to program the station and do things. Right. One of the things I'm most proud of, though, is the fact that people could spiritually, I say spiritually, attend the Mass during the pandemic. Yeah. Okay. Churches, some of the churches closed. If we'll recall, yes. some of the churches closed. And well, we had all of them, all of the parishes for some time. Right. And so we couldn't go to Mass. Well, right. We couldn't receive the body and blood. Right. Right. The most important thing in our faith, and we couldn't receive it. Mm-hmm. It's, that, was a, that was a sad event. I guess it was necessary. I mean, I'm not one to question it, but it, it happened. But... They still, the priests would still conduct mass. Mm-hmm. It would just be to nobody in the pews. Right. And so KHOY was able to bring the mass to literally more than 4,000 people every Sunday mm-hmm. by airing the Cathedral Sunday Mass with Father Bayo. Now think wow. about that. We went from, from zero to yes. 4,000 people. On all, the, on all the ratings reports, it shows over 4,000 people that would wow. tune in. And if we ever missed it or cut it off short, then I get these calls. Why did you do that? And why are the emails? You know, <laughs> so you know people are really yes, yes. And again, I say spiritually that. because it doesn't take the place of attending mass, right? But it's able to spiritually participate. Yes. At the same time, we use technology to put the mass on social media. Live Facebook was was very prominent 
and was really when when the the parishes here really learned a lot about social media was out of necessity because of the pandemic. And I remember setting up a lot of equipment at the cathedral, mainly iPad Pros, Mm -hmm. along with some special software where they could stream it on Facebook and I believe YouTube at the same time. They could do the mass. So again, you could watch it. You could listen to it. You had several ways of worshiping of worshiping our God, right? Without without unfortunately being able to attend mass, right? Thank goodness that was only for had. a short time. Mm-hmm. But I mean, thousands and thousands of people were served because of our ability to use technology in a positive way, both on the social media and both for KHOY. Yeah. That's one of my proudest times for KHOY. Is that because we didn't we didn't lose anything with the pandemic? We just kept right on going. Right. It was hard. I'm sure. But we yeah. were able to keep right on going. Yeah. yeah. It was it was good. It was a blessing. Again, another blessing in disguise when you look back on it. Yes. And I'm sure when you first began with KHOI, something like that, had we gone through a pandemic at that time because it required more people. You no, probably it, it, wouldn't, right? No, the, the we would not have been able to. The diocese and KHOY would not have been able to have provided a product as, the way we did this time during the pandemic. The technology either wasn't there right. or it was so brand new. We were still using pagers. Oh, wow. <laughs> which a lot of our audience probably don't know what a pager is, but it used to, used to go beep, 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 yes. and it would show you a phone number. <laughs> I remember getting my first pager here. I thought I was like Mr. Techno. I thought I was just on top of the oh, world. Oh, yeah. I got one as a teenager, and I just thought I was so yeah, cool. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. And so I, the equipment, something would happen, and it would page me, and there uh-huh. would be a code on there. Yes. Now when I get a page, though, it gives me the alert message, which computer it is or device. It comes through as a text message it or as an email. It comes through as a text message <laughs> and an email. Yeah. So, it, yes. But back then, we did not have the technology to be able to provide the mass back then if this had happened back then. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. And and beyond the pandemic, I mean, really the the fact that you do air the the mass, you continue to air that. Mm-hmm. For people who are homebound, um, for people who, you know, for the elderly, they still very much rely on they do. The they mass, do. Right? The people that are maybe homebound or bedridden. Yes. People in hospitals. It could be people that are on vacation or traveling. And again, not to take the place of the mass, but right. to spiritually participate, and they want to hear Father Father Bayo's homily yes. or whatever, you know, and they can do that now. And again, technology has enabled us to put that on there. We air the special masses with Bishop, the Easter mass, the Christmas mass, the vigil masses, mm-hmm. every Sunday at noon, um, uh, just, you know, Our Lady of Guadalupe, all the special masses that Bishop goes to, Yes, we broadcast most of those. We broadcast most of those. And what a blessing it is. You hear so much negativity about certain things mm-hmm. online, but this is a, a shining example of putting of doing the Lord's work with the same technology. That's right. It is. It is. And And I have to say, you know what? We're pretty good at it. <laughs> you know, the diocese as well as KHOY, we're yes. pretty good at this. Yeah, I would agree with that. You know, I, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know we're, 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 it's always evolving. Yes. And I am always learning. 
But I'm proud of where we're at right now, being able to use that as a tool. I'm proud of that. Yeah, and you should be. You should be. Now, we've talked about KHOY evolving, technology evolving. Mm -hmm. Uh, you've worked with the church, you know, for for all this time, and coming in as a convert, new to to the Catholic faith. Um, what are some little gnat there? <laughs> what are some changes that you have witnessed in the church over time? Honestly, I think. The changes are really within me more than the church. Mm. Um, I don't think the church changes. Well, the church should not change. Right. My opinion only, the church teaching does not change. Right. People, their thoughts, their actions, their mannerisms, their habits may change. And I, and, but the church itself, should not change. I have not seen a change in the church. I may not agree with everything that I read or hear about, you know, but the very core of why I'm Catholic never changes. I go yeah. to Mass and I receive the body and blood of Christ. Mm -hmm. If I do that, then I'm fine with whatever else happens. I may see things I don't agree with or irregularities, and I will pray for them because there's lots to pray for. Yes. There's a lot. There's more to pray for now than ever before. Yes. And I'm not the biggest on prayer. I got to tell you, I'm not, I don't want to sound like that I'm, I'm the shining witness to that, that I, that I fire and brimstone prayer every day. Cause I don't, I don't, but again, my Unless wife that work in progress, right? <laughs> well, yes. And, but my wife helps me and mm -hmm. she helps lead me in certain areas. And that's what she does very well. Hmm. Yeah. What are, what are some, I, I know we've talked about this before, some things that you do as a couple, you know, to, to enrich your, your prayer life, to help, you know, your family, your marriage, There's some things you do. Well, of course we pray together. Um, and again, I'm about, I'm so inconsistent and, and I'm saying this for all the guys out there and all the gals that, oh, I can't do that every day. Well, you know what? If you can't do it every day, then you can't do it every day. But you 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 keep do trying. it when you can and you keep trying. Yeah. I just I just fear for the people that give up. Right? If you don't give up, I had one priest tell me as long as you keep trying, you're okay. So I don't know if if you're really okay, but at least if you keep trying, there's a chance. Yeah. Well, you know? a saint is a sinner who keeps trying. Saint okay. Jose Maria Escriva said okay. that. So, yeah. Okay. You just keep trying. And maybe I'd be happy just with purgatory. <laughs> you know. <laughs> well, if you're in purgatory, you're on your way to heaven. Yeah, so. Exactly. It may take you a little while yeah. longer, but at least you know the direction you're going, right? Uh -huh. So, so, but we try. There's certain days too where all the electronics is turned off. Good Friday. Yes. No TV. That's a tradition that you and yes. Mary Lou have. Yes. No TV. No TV. Um, you know, little things like that, a prayer at night, we may say prayers for our ancestors or for our family tree. Um, we always have specific prayers for our children, always, mm -hmm. no matter what. Um, really just simple things, you know, having dinner together, trying to. Yes. Our schedules are crazy and we still have kids at home. So it's you know what that's like. You never know, yes. quite know when you're going to have dinner or what you're going to, you know. 
<laughs> but you know what? The effort is there, and we always sit down at the table. That's little, important. Little things like that. Mm-hmm. Nothing, nothing huge, you know, um, but little things like that. Oh, that's great. And I know uh, you all recently were reading or were going through the consecration to St. Joseph, right? Oh, yes. Well, the year of St. Joseph ended a while back, but I found that to be one of the most fascinating books I've read in several years. And I still think that St. Joseph is like, how should I say this? He's just underappreciated as saints. (laughs) And you say, well, how could he be underappreciated? He was the earthly father of Jesus, right? But we but, don't talk about him that much. No, because he never spoke, at least not enough. Uh, he didn't speak to be in, in the Bible. We in don't the Bible, see any, you know, right? But, but he spoke volumes without speaking. And his so actions, his actions, right. And that's the thing, too, that Mary Lou and I try to do again. We make mistakes every single day, and I don't want to come across as the perfect mother and father, because trust me, we're not. But there's not a day that goes by that we don't pray for our kids. Mm -hmm. And we've always tried to be an example at home, a good example. And, and, you know, to me, it's just, that's, that's what I can do. It's just try to lead by example. Yeah. And trust that the path that they choose is going to be good for them and that the Lord is going to guide and protect and protect them no matter what. That's what we pray for. Wisdom, guidance, and protection for us and for the kids. Yeah. That's important. That is really important to to protect them, uh, not just from physical harm, but more importantly, from spiritual harm. It is. It is. There's, there's, I don't know if there's more out there now, you know, to be alarmed about, or if we just know about it because information is so easily, easily yes, obtained. I don't know. Quickly. I don't know, but I feel like there's more distractions now that are available to everybody, mm-hmm. whether it's us or our kids. And there's a lot more mediums that are vying for that attention, for yes. your attention, just constantly being bombarded. Some of it is good if you know what to let in, but some of it's not. Right. Yeah. So we're always pr- trying to protect our kids no matter what. <laughs> That's a parent talk and not manager of KHOI. We're all trying to protect <laughs> our kids. Yeah. Yeah, and that's, you know, every parent, I think, worries about their kids. And even when they're grown and when they're adults, you're still, you know, you're yes. still their parents. Yes, so you're exactly. still going to worry about yeah, them. <laughs> yeah, just because they go off and get married or grow up and they're over 21 doesn't mean you stop worrying about them. Right. No, no. Doesn't work that way. No, ma'am. <laughs> <laughs> now, in your time... Uh, kind of going back to, to KHOI a little bit, but um, again, I, I know we keep mentioning this, you know, you've just, you've had so many different experiences, I know, while mm-hmm. while working here. And so I'd love to hear about just some of the experiences you've had working with KHOI, with the diocese that, you know, had you been somewhere else, you wouldn't have had the opportunity to do uh to do one of these things or to do some of these things that, that you've you've had the chance to do. Well, one experience on the on the on the top of my list mm-hmm. is World Youth Day in 2002 mm-hmm. in Toronto, Canada. You were able to go. I was able to go and not only did I go, I took my oldest son Andrew. It uh. was a wonderful experience. And he was probably 14. 
Okay. Uh, maybe a few years, really too young for, for a young one to go, but he came with me. Yeah. And it was a it was a great time for us to bond. We were we were we were so close to then Pope John Paul II, now Saint Pope John Paul. Yes. And I think about that now because it's like he's a saint. And I was just like reaching out and just me and like 500,000 of my friends were there, okay? <laughs> a small group. <laughs> yes, it was a small group. But but that, while I was going as, as part of the KHOI and the Diocese of Laredo entourage, it was incredible. It was also, it was a working pilgrimage. I mean, if you go to a World Youth Day, it's not just a, it's not just stay at a Hyatt Regency and you're done. No. It's not. That's not the purpose of World Youth Day. It's a it's a pilgrimage in progress. Ooh. So we went to and, and Toronto's just like going north of the U.S. It's like still barely crossing over, right? I mean, it's Canada, right. But we were literally walking miles and miles to the airport where we were sleeping in cardboard boxes oh some of goodness. the time. Not every night, but some of the time. The days leading up to seeing uh, Saint Pope John Paul. We were literally sleeping on the airport runway. Wow. Again, with about 700 and some odd thousand other youth and, and, and people. It was amazing listening to him talk. And there were other people there and there were youth groups there. And Bishop Tamayo was there. He actually gave talks at some of the oh, parishes wow. leading up to that event. Really? And then, bish- and then all the bishops were up there with the Pope. Oh, so it wow. was awesome. Imagine, imagine being the bishop, being up there with with the person that actually that actually made you bishop. That's incredible. Think about that. One of the original apostles, a descendant of the original apostles. Think uh-huh. about that. And now saint. Oh gosh, oh. that gives me. Yeah, I know. I know. <laughs> gives me so goosebumps. That's that beautiful. that was one of <laughs> that was one of the most beautiful times. But. You know, the memorable times don't have to be so big and grand either. Right. You know, doing this interview right now to me is beautiful. You know, it doesn't it yeah. doesn't have to be something so grand. It could be something like this too. I feel so blessed to be here with you and Anselmo and just being able to put this on, you know. And so there's lots of these times, but you know, it's just about being here, about being here with y'all, about Serving the Lord and being here with all of my brothers and sisters in the chantry mm-hmm. and and uh, all the different departments. It's about being a part of something for the greater good. Yeah. And I, I think you just hit a great point is, you know, the, the people we get to work with, uh, our colleagues here, I think we have a really great team mm-hmm. here at the diocese that um, the relationships with others are so important. and. Uh, and really, you can expect um, to meet and to get to work alongside great people who care about their faith. Yes, yeah, it's right. It's you can see it in the way they work, in the way they move, in the way they act, the way they talk to you. You know, this is more than just a nine to five. Yes. You know, because again, if that's all it is to you, most of the time you just don't last. Yeah. You're not going to last. It takes too much out of you. It takes too much effort. It takes too much commitment mm-hmm. and belief in the ministry and our Lord and Savior for it to just be a nine to five. Yeah. And so we're very blessed, very blessed to work with the people that we do. And uh, 
But we continue to need everybody's prayers every single day to continue the ministry. There's so many, yeah. There's so many obstacles in the life of grace, so to speak. There's so <laughs> many things that get in the way. Yes. But the more good we do, the more he tries to interfere. That's right. And it just makes us try harder. Yeah. Yeah, we can't give up. The devil's going to attack, like you said, mm -hmm. wherever there's good. And the more that we're trying, the more he's going to try to attack that. So yeah. we just have to to keep fighting and, yep. <laughs> and stick together. Amen. Amen. Well, one uh, other experience that that I know you enjoy every year that happens comes around every year. And we talked about the radiothon kind of around the same time, but um, faith and football. Oh, faith my and goodness, football, yes. something unique to KJY. How can I not mention faith and football? <laughs> Tell us a little about that. Faith and football. If if y'all aren't have not heard about it or 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 heard it on the radio. Faith in Football is basically coverage of high school football in the state of Texas, mainly in Laredo. Okay. And this is this is phenomenal. We used to carry the Dallas Cowboys back in the day. Wow. And Faith in Football, high school football coverage is is widely more popular than the Dallas Cowboys. I mean, it sounds hard to believe because it's the NFL. We <laughs> yeah, were the that's very surprising. Well, that's great. We were the very first radio station to air an NFL game. That's really? non-commercial, which means that we we deleted all the commercials and had to go local with our own spots. And we got oh, permission nice. from the Dallas Cowboys to do that back in 1994. Wow. And we did it for several years. It, it was tough, though, because we had to cover all the timeouts, all the breaks. Sure. We had to bring it back and do local content, right? But I had a hard time keeping sponsors for it. Mm. So we started high school football with Goyo Lopez and some of the other guys, sponsors came to us saying, we want to sponsor it. Nice. High school football in Texas is king. Yes. I mean, it really is. It's yeah. king, right? But what a unique opportunity. I don't know of another religious station that carries sports in an effort to reach an audience that normally would not tune in. Yeah. So think about this for a minute. You're listening to high school football. We go to a timeout. And then we air a spot from Bishop Tamayo, mm -hmm. or we air a Hamica spot for a local parish, mm -hmm. or Pope Francis is talking about something and we air his spot. So the people that are interested only in sports that are listening to us are, are awesome. hearing our words. Mm -hmm. So it's awesome. We're very unique in that approach. I still don't know of a lot of other stations that have done that. Right. It's it's a risk, but it, it's it's been very successful. The ratings are good. But more important than the ratings, people's responses are good and they're positive and they like it. And so the halftime show, right? The halftime show. That's all filled with. It's all about somebody that has that has depended on Jesus Christ because of something that's happened in their life, something that they've mm. gone through, whether it's a death in the family or they've gotten sick. Or a lot of times it might be the kids themselves that are in the game. They themselves go to mass all the time and are very spiritual. You think of them just as football players. But many athletes are, are hardcore Christians and Catholics. Okay. And so we would get these these kids on there yeah. and have phenomenal interviews with these kids. So Goyle does Gosh. a really good job with those interviews. 
And uh, we've been doing it, I don't know if it's 20 years now. I mean, we seems like we've been doing it forever. Wow. And it, it's a and long it, time. It is. But the, the community support is there for us to continue it. it it's really a, a blessing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I, I love that. I love that, you know, we keep coming back to this, the support of the community, yes. and just how strong it is and how, you know, this is it, clearly it's what people people want. They see value in what KHOI has to offer them. Um, and that's that's just a beautiful thing to see where uh, in other communities you might not have the same support. So, oh, But you know what? We're This is a tight-knit community. Yes. Uh, we're 250-some-odd thousand people. But this is this really still in many ways has a small town atmosphere. It to does, it. and we're we're just so tight knit that, and then we have a great relationship with a lot of people. People know us, and I don't mean it's because of anything that I've done because it's not. People know the station, they know the bishop, they know the diocese, right? And and in one way, it's all one. Yes, it's not us, and it really the church is all one. Mm-hmm. And what are each of us doing in it to make it work? Yeah, and and so it, we, we make up the church. It is, so, yeah. you know, and so oh. it's a be- it's a beautiful thing, like you said. It, it's just it's such a blessing to be able to do that. But you're right; we have a lot of community support. We do, and we value the prayers and the goodwill as much as we do anything. Mm-hmm. We need everybody's prayers. So whenever you remember us, we appreciate it because we always need prayers. Yes. Always. Yeah. Going back to the devil's going to attack when there's good work yes. being done, right? Yes. yes. <laughs> we all need to lift each other up in prayer. Amen. <laughs> Amen. Well, I'd like to kind of close us off with a little bit of uh, just kind of some some fun questions that are a little bit more personal. Um, no, <laughs> nothing too deep. Uh-oh. Don't worry. <laughs> but just an opportunity to learn a little bit more about who Bennett McBride is outside of station oh, wow. manager of KHOI. I'm sweating now. Okay. <laughs> no, no. No need to sweat. Okay. This will be easy. Okay. I'm ready. We'll start with the fun topic. Okay. okay. Tell us about your dogs. Oh. <laughs> I know you're a dog lover. I do. We we only have five at the t- right now. We only, only have five, five dogs. Only yes. five. We have Caden and Toby, the two huskies that are outside. Caden is 14 oh. and has arthritis in the rear hip, so he kind of looks like a lowrider when he walks a little bit, you know? <laughs> and the, <laughs> the old man. But beautiful dogs. Huskies have the best... Uh, personalities. Yeah. Ju- and then his son, which is Husky German Shepherd, Toby, Ooh. he's about four and he looks like a little miniature horse. He's so big, but they're just, <laughs> they're wonderful dogs. Inside dogs, we have Charlotte the Shih Tzu. We have Cookie the Offspring of Charlotte and Oliver, which is, I think I claim is my dog, the Yorkie Pooh. Oliver's yours. Right, right. But all of these dogs are adopted or offspring. We didn't, we never went to buy any. They were all given to us. Wow. Just so you'll know it. So we we brought in, you know, Brianna found the uh, the Shih Tzu, the, the uh, Charlotte. She found her on the street. And so, and, and then the, the Husky was given to us. And so, and Oliver was given to me. I still Aww. claim Oliver because he's the feisty one <laughs> and, and doesn't like anybody hardly, but he's a great watchdog. And my family, if you see this, you're list, you're laughing. But, <laughs> and he, but, he likes you. Oh, he loves the family. 
Yeah. And uh, it's just that that bond. It's hard to if you if you're an animal lover, you understand what I'm saying. If not, there's nothing I can say that you'll understand. But, <laughs> Go out and get an but, animal to to find out. <laughs> you know what? But pets are fantastic. They're the best. Yeah. Unconditional love from your pets. That's what you get. Yes, I would agree. <laughs> um, okay, so you leave work. A typical day, you leave work. You love on the pets. <laughs> what else does does a, an evening typically include? Uh, if probably typical. playing some basketball with Mark. Your youngest. My youngest. Uh, you doing the yard, uh, cutting the grass, doing the edging, maybe doing some watering. Mary Lou loves to go outside barefoot and get her feet in the dirt and feel the earth. Yeah. And, and she's gardening. really she's really good at gardening too. She's really good at it. I cactus for me, they cactus die when I take care of the cactus. So I don't, but I can, I can do the manicuring. Uh, I like to be outside, you know, doing amateur radio at the park and things like that. And so I still kind of stay with some technical things on the side, but a lot of family stuff. It really yeah. is, is I'm, I'm a homebody. Yeah. I love being at home. I, I just, when I'm gone somewhere, I'm ready to go home. I'm ready to get home. <laughs> That's nice. Yeah. Yeah. Very simple. No place like home. Yeah. <laughs> Favorite place to watch a movie? At the theater? At home? What do you prefer? Probably at the theater, but it depends on the theater. Okay. Yeah. And I know that COVID and everything is over, uh-huh. but I feel like I'm always going to kind of not want to be too close to a lot of people, or at least yeah. not right now. And uh, so I like my I like my privacy and my space. So we do rent some movies at home, you know, on the streaming services. Yes. But there's nothing like the full effect, though, of being at a theater. That is the best way to watch it, but sometimes at home. (laughs) Now, do you have to have specific snack as you're watching movies? Popcorn with jalapeno sauce or a little chopped up jalapenos on it. Chopped up jalapenos. Yes, it's so good. (laughs) (laughs) I've never tried it. I don't know that I will, but... (laughs) It's so good. (laughs) For those who like jalapenos. I don't like hot foods, but chopped up jalapenos with the juice is really good. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And is that, does Mary Lou like that too? Is it both of you? Yes. Yes, yes, yeah. Or or lots of uh, hot butter. (laughs) You got to have butter. That I'm, yes. Yeah. You have to have the butter. (laughs) Very nice. Um. Well, I think, uh, oh, I've got one more for you. <laughs> I was going to wrap it up there, but I've got one more. Um, so this is a, a little bit about you, but also just kind of a, a little bit about the radio station too. The oddest phone call or, or oddest uh, interaction you have had with <laughs> with someone while I cage a Y. The lady, the red lipstick lady. Red lipstick lady. The red lipstick lady. This was somebody who came by who called? Yes, yeah, she did. She did both. She did, she did both okay. for a while. Yes. Yeah, she was a, a, a very interesting soul and a nice lady. Nice yes. lady. But just kind of in an odd way would call up and, and complain about things that I'm, I still haven't figured out. What, what she, she was no, complaining no. about. I think it had to do with the sprinkler system. Oh. Yeah, I'm not sure. But... And then she would come Nothing by. Nothing to do with radio. She would come by and talk about the piano. Okay. Yeah, yeah. But again, nice lady, and I haven't seen her for a while, so I, I do wish her all of all the the blessings. So. But she just liked to come by and talk. Yeah, yeah. 
<laughs> we get a lot of we usually get a lot of visitors, but not that was pretty unique. That was pretty unique. <laughs> so the red lipstick lady. Yes, the red lipstick lady. And there's a few people around that are go, ah, okay. <laughs> <laughs> and they know her. They've seen her. <laughs> we'll keep the red lipstick lady in prayer. There you go. There you go. <laughs> all right. Well, that's that's all the trivia I have. So <laughs> I don't know if I passed or not, but I'm sweating. <laughs> you passed. A plus. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> well, um, Bennett, is there anything else that you would like to share about KHOI or just its role in your life, um, just your your own faith journey? Well, first, I would just like to just say how thankful I am for being here. And I, and I think I've expressed that, but I truly don't know what else I would be doing or where I would be. Quite frankly, I don't even know if I would be. You know, this, this has not been just a job, but this has been my ministry and, and it will always be my ministry, not really my job. Uh, I'm, I'm so thankful that, uh, Bishop Gracida started KHOI as well as KLUX and Corpus Mm -hmm. and that Bishop Tamayo is in such support of this ministry as he is all the ministries of the diocese. Yes. Uh, but it directly affects me, and and I see it, and I hear it when he speaks to me about KHOI. I, I see it in his eyes, and I'm I'm just so thankful that that he supports us the way he does. And I would just tell everybody that again, you know, life is hard. We mm-hmm. all go through tough times. We do. But but go to confession. Listen to the priest. Find somebody to, to if you need help, find somebody. Uh, call a friend, call a priest, but call mm-hmm. somebody. Nobody has to be alone. And even if you're physically alone, that doesn't mean you have to be alone. Not with our Lord and Savior. That's right. Never. So thank you very much for having me on the show. It's been, it's been fun. <laughs> I'm not normally on this side. And so I may not ever do this again. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm glad you joined us, Thank and uh, it's been great to have the opportunity to be on KHOY from time to time. So We love having you on there. Thank love you. It, love it. And I, I hope that you'll continue to do that. Hey, absolutely. You have my full support. Y'all and- heard it. Y'all heard it. <laughs> <laughs> yes. And we're thankful for yours, and we are thankful to you for watching us here at Who's in the Pew and joining us for another episode. Uh, we're thankful to all of our supporters. We couldn't do it without you. Um, thank you, and... And we'll hope you tune in next time for another episode of Who's in the Pew.